This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts from across the globe. And today it is Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon, Ed. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Johnny. It's our pleasure. Let's start with the Fed minutes. I think probably that's the most interesting thing uh, from my point of view that happened this week. And well, all indicators are uh, the tapering is going to start sooner rather than later. Very much so. The Fed was pretty clear. Uh, It looks like policymakers, they want to go ahead and uh, finally uh, taper asset purchases at some point before the end of the year. And and I think uh, the timetable uh, really shows you that there is still a divide amongst uh, Fed members. And and you're probably going to see everyone is going to be watching uh, Fetch Your Pals press conference at Jackson Hole on Friday. Uh, It is the main event. Uh, It will really show us whether or not uh, he's ready to join the Hawks and and, and signal that uh, uh, substantial progress has been made and that you you can start uh, counting on them to formally announce uh, the tapering of asset purchases. Uh, I I think, though, you're going to probably see uh, this is really, I think there's a, a big debate on what he will do um, and, and I think that given some of the um, recent uh, hits to growth and uh, the Delta variant concerns uh, uh, are really uh, disrupting economic activity the high-frequency data is not looking too good here um, you could see uh, Fed Chair Powell really punt this uh, uh, Jackson Hole uh, meeting and just uh, allow September to be uh, the time when he'll decide whether or not he's ready to, to to shift towards uh, the Hawks and and uh, get ready to make that formal announcement on tapering. So I think Jackson Hole will be uh, uh, the, the main event next week. And uh, I think the minutes showed uh, policymakers are ready. They're ready to to, to signal a, a formal decision um, on tapering by the December meeting. But uh, I think, you know, the debate is, uh, I think um, you're probably going to see November will probably be the consensus on when um, the the Fed will actually do it. But uh, it it, it should be, uh, it's going to be must-see TV, and uh, I think uh, you're you're probably going to have a lot of people uh, be a little bit conservative going into this meeting and and take some risk off because uh, any any, um, inklings that uh, you're, you're you're going to see imminent tapering um, um, will will likely deliver a little bit of a hit to, I think, risk appetite. As you say, they're primed and ready for it, but you also mentioned the spread of Delta variant cases, which continues to weigh on the global growth outlook. I mean, you don't have to look too far uh, to see that commodity currencies have been the worst performers over the last couple of sessions. Uh, We all know about the Australian dollar woes, and in the US, rates continue to rise. So it is perhaps another surprise in the waiting that, you know, after all the talk, maybe it won't happen. Maybe there won't be tapering and the dollar will start to fall again. I think there's still strong optimism that um, we're, we're almost at the peak of this uh, current uh, Delta variant wave. And, and you're probably going to see that uh, Fed Chair Powell, while he, he has been extremely conservative, uh, uh, at least compared to Kaplan and some of the other hawks, uh, uh, I, I think, though, there is pressure 
to uh, to to have tapering done by the end of the year, and and I, I think that you're you're probably going to see that you know the economy is still going to be fairly strong. Um, I think you know much of the the, the focus this week um, uh, stemmed from uh, Goldman Sachs downgrading their uh, third quarter outlook for the U.S. economy, going from nine percent to I think five and a half percent. Um, and then bumping up the fourth quarter. I think that you're, you're, you're still going to see strong growth, but um, the Fed knows that, you know, if, if let's say the economy grows at close to 6% this year, next year is going to be closer to 3%. And if you're not removing this stimulus, when we do finally enter a recession and have a downturn, uh, they're going to have limited ammunition to, to support the economy. So um, right now, I, I think it is warranted. Uh, I mean, the, the case could have been made that they should have been tapering in March, uh, but that's neither here nor there. And you're, you're going to see that, I think, Fetcher Powell, um, he, 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 just because they start tapering, um, you know, doesn't mean that uh, you count, you, you set the clock on interest rate hikes. So I think there's still going to be a strong amount of accommodation for the economy. And I think that the the uh, the Fed is is pretty aware of the limited um, support we're really getting or benefit we're getting from the 120 billion in asset purchases uh, each month. So so I think uh, Fetcher Powell is is uh, he, he's he's not he's nowhere near declaring victory um, over COVID yet. But uh, I think uh, he he does want to keep. Uh, the path there for for announcing tapering but i think um he will be a little bit hesitant next week now Ed, we don't often talk about the pacific side of things on this uh, podcast but i think it's only fair uh, also bearing in mind your colleague jeff halley uh, a kiwi himself as a regular contributor to this podcast earlier in the week but new zealand let's talk about the rbnz policy decision and well Many expected a rate hike, and it just did not happen. Very much so. I think uh, that, that really it, it caught my attention. And I think uh, th- there was this belief that, uh, you know, they were going to be the first advanced economy to uh, deliver a rate hike. Um, but uh, the coronavirus outbreak, uh, the nationwide lockdowns, uh, it just uh, it really disrupted their plans. And, and I think what you're probably going to see is that, you know, the bank... Uh, knows that you know and i think governor uh, or really just did a you know pretty transparent job here of just signaling that you know they need to learn how to deal with the virus uh the economy is still surging ahead um you know this this uh this current wave is is going to be a, a road bump but it, it was i think strong enough uh to to, to really um kind of de- delay um uh, rate hike and what's interesting I think is that uh, you know they're 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 they they kind of kept the door open for a rate hike in October, um, and uh, you know typically uh, that's not when um, and it's a a monetary policy uh, meeting that uh, um, you, normally they don't make changes. Uh, so so the the them stating that they're they're leaving October as a potential time when they rate hike is pretty significant. So I think, um, you know, you, you always want to see, you know, well, how did the market react? What were expectations going into the rate decision and after? Um, before this week, uh, I think uh, expectations were that they were going to have about three rate hikes uh, planned. And uh, now it's just to, to over one for this year. Um, um, 
the expectations for the by the end of next year, uh, they're they're you know pricing in those three rate hike, three and a half rate hikes, uh, and and now you still have those three and a half rate hikes priced in uh, by the end of next year. It's just a much more cautious approach. So so I think that 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 kind of you know speaks volumes because it, it shows you that this this delta variant wave right now um, it, it probably won't be the last wave we're dealing with, but. The economy is heading in the right direction, uh, and and uh, you're, you're going to see lockdowns come and go, and uh, you know the, the the central bank they they clearly stated that you know they need to have permanent flexibility in managing the virus environment, and I think that's the one of the key takeaways. I think um, they're going to be hiking. They're going to be the one of the first uh, advanced economies to deliver a rate hike, and, and uh, I, I think that uh, it was a surprise, but I think that they they. Um, they're nowhere, I think, um, becoming overly cautious here. I think they're still very optimistic, and uh, I think that should speak volumes for the Kiwi uh, probably uh, later in the year. And I think you'll probably see uh, um, that currency, um, you know, really start to, to to gain momentum. Okay, and I wanted to ask you about Palantir, which has bought fifty million dollars worth of gold bars in August as cash accumulates what is the significance of that Palantir's decision uh, to, to buy gold bars is pretty important the the uh, the gold market really was struggling to attract institutional interest I think that there has been a, um, a lot of hesitancy to jump back on bullion especially as many investors viewed um, the short-term um, uh, pain that we're seeing from this Delta variant is was likely to uh, to, to become in the rearview mirror uh, for many traders and and you were gonna probably see risk on as the the steady theme um, going forward uh, but but I think what happened was um, you, you're having a lot of traders be you know uh, dumbfounded by just how low Treasury yields remain um, you know, given where we are, given the uh, potential uh, taper announcements, you know, the 10-year Treasury yield is still stuck at 125. Um, it's been really kind of bouncing between 120 and 130. And, and right now, there, there is, uh, I think, this, this new um, assessment that, okay, even if the Fed starts tapering, let's say, um, as early as uh, November, um, you're, you're, you're still... Um, not going to have interest rate hikes until probably 2023. Um, we still have a low interest rate environment firmly in place. Uh, I think a lot of uh, fixed income traders believe that we've already seen the high in, in, in treasuries for the year. And, and uh, that low interest rate environment is really forcing investors to, to go into gold. Um, and uh, believe it or not, they're also going into Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I think that you're probably going to have um, a lot of people um, remain committed to, to uh, diversifying away um, um, from equities right now. I think there's this, this concern that valuations got way too ahead of themselves. And uh, when you take a look at some of the recent surveys, uh, um, whether it's the Charles Schwab one or the uh, IIAI survey, there, there, there has been uh, a lot of hesitancy right now for stocks. Um, it, it, it's somewhat uh, kind of um, 
tilting the, the I think, uh, the, the market to believe that, um, you know, investors are right now ready to be cautious. And uh, you're probably going to see gold, uh, you know, have a make or break moment here. Um, I think if Fetcher Powell uh, remains a little bit um, more uh, of the wait and see approach as far as seeing how the economic recovery unfolds and, and whether or not Delta variant uh, is, is becoming a drag here. Um, you know that that a, a dovish Jackson hole will, will allow gold to, to to break above that 1800 level and then you know potentially see a, a tremendous amount of technical buying. Um, but uh, but if, if if he does want to move forward in, in joining the chorus of hawks and and um, you know queue up a potential September uh, formal announcement for tapering. Now, gold could easily, you know, crumble to, to 1700 and possibly lower. So next week is going to be pivotal for, for gold. And you're probably going to see a lot of investors are just going to want to, um, um, you know, be cautious and careful um, uh, in trading gold next, uh, because the, the volatility is going to remain elevated. And uh, I, I think, though, right now you're probably going to see uh, there is, um, I think, some expectations brewing that you're going to have. Um, um, that's your pal um, just uh, kind of uh, stick to his guns and uh, uh, kind of uh, punt this meeting so if that happens um, if gold immediately breaks out higher you should see strong momentum there if, if gold kind of struggles to, to break out um, then I think uh, you know you'll probably continue to see it consolidate okay well talking of next week let's briefly discuss the standout moments for you coming up in the next seven days or so what stands out for you uh, obviously it's a busy week um uh, typically uh, right before the, the the last full week of the month you know we get those flash pmi readings and and i think uh there's expectations that germany is going to be strong i think france and italy and spain are going to have some softness uh but but i think you're going to have there's uh, a lot of opt optimism here that uh Despite the Delta variant, uh, I think you're going to still see the manufacturing and, and service sectors uh, still remain in expansion territory. Um, the U.S. also has their, their flash PMIs. That, those should be um, fairly steady. Um, in addition, um, I think you're going to probably have a lot of focus on housing data for the U.S. And uh, I think that, that that data should confirm that the peak is in and that you're probably going to see... Uh, housing market's still strong it's just uh, it just can't keep that torrid pace um, and that, that's uh, that's all on Monday so <laughs> uh, a busy Monday uh, uh, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris will be visiting Singapore and Vietnam um, a lot of um, uh, I think there's gonna be also a, a big emphasis on Iran and uh, also with uh, nuclear talks there um, you're, you're also going to see, I think, um, um, one key rate decision that uh, I think will draw some attention is the, the Hungarian Central Bank. They're expected to raise interest rates by 30 basis points. Uh, tightening is, is going to be a thing. Runaway inflation for some countries uh, forcing these central banks. Uh, that's going to be draw a lot of focus. Uh, Tuesday also has a German um, GDP. And uh, I think when you go to Wednesday, uh, the EFO. Uh, surveys um, will, will, will show that uh, you know business climate still remains uh, stronger, so slightly softer than the, the prior month, and uh, expectations will likely ease a little bit too. But uh, I think there's still optimism there in Germany. Um, we'll also have a preliminary durable goods for for the U.S. 
that's going to be a, a, a focal point for for many traders. And then Thursday, you know, the beginning of Jackson Hole, we'll, we'll hear from um, uh, a plethora of Fed speak, uh, but I think a lot of traders will focus on uh, Powell's Powell's speech on Friday, um, and. Uh, and also on Friday, we'll get that second uh, reading of uh, GDP and also initial jobless claims. So uh, a busy week, um, quiet um, on in Asia. Um, you know, there there's some Australian retail sales data, Chinese industrial profits, but uh, for the most part, uh, heavily focused um, um, on the Fed. Okay, busy week indeed. Uh, enjoy your weekend ahead of that busy week, uh, Ed. We'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you, you too. The Oanda Podcast.